scary place. Dark shadows creeping in the moonlight. Unfamiliar sounds surrounding you. Stalking you. Is it a ghost? A werewolf? Or something more? Human. What would you do if you found yourself lost? In the strange woods? Join us as we discuss the paranormal, true crime, and anything in between with your hosts, Peter. Methamoglobinemia. Jeremy. Yeah, methamoglobinemia. And Jonathan. Oh, no. Welcome to the Strange Woods Podcast. Hi, welcome to the Jeremy Show. I'll be here all night. Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tonight we're going to talk about the Blue Man Group, but but not the one you're thinking. I'm talking about the real Blue Man Group, the original Blue Man Group, the original Blue Man Group. I'm blue, I'm blue, I'm blue, and Blue Woman Group. Are they still playing Blue Man Group? What? Yeah, we we saw a Blue Man. That's not who sings that song though. Oh, <laughs> who sings that song? <laughs> That's Eiffel sixty five. Oh. <laughs> that, that is Eiffel 65. I actually recently showed that song to my little my kid, and he uh, he was into it. Nice. The video, if you ever go back and watch the music video, it's terrible. Well, do you know the story behind it? No, not We're at not going to get into that here, but uh, go look it up. There's like a, I want to say like a little mini documentary, or it might be a full documentary. I don't remember. Um, but it's kind of interesting. It was like two guys that just randomly met in a recording studio, and he, one of them had an idea. So they started recording together and made that song. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but anyway, this is our first Bodies in the Woods mini-sode. Um, no. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. I'm looking at the wrong one. This this is Guess What I Heard. <laughs> guess What I Heard. Peter got it wrong. I Guess What I Heard. So honestly, I've been hearing for years uh, about a family of people so inbred that they're blue. And I never really knew any of the details, but I guess tonight we're going to find out. Yeah, so this is our first mini-sode of Guess What I Heard. Um, we're going to talk about the Fugit family from the early 1800s out in Troublesome Creek, Kentucky. Dad was Martin, mom was Elizabeth, and four of their seven kids were actually born blue from head to toe, and it continued for generations. But why? That's what we're going to talk about tonight. It's actually really interesting. And really sciencey. and Jonathan has some fun words to um, pronounce. Like <laughs> methamoglobinemia. Yeah, methamoglobinemia. Well, see, now I know how to say it. Okay, say, say it. it. Oh, damn. <laughs> Meth- <laughs> Methamoglobinemia. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. So that's that's what they that's what this family had. So basically, in your blood, you have hemoglobin, and that, if I remember right, is what carries oxygen through the through your blood. Correct. It's kind of like what is red. Um, and these people have a trait that's passed down through their family, but it's like a really, really rare trait, but because they inbred so much that it became common in their family. Yeah. It's, it's a recessive gene. And I guess whenever you have enough people with the same recessive gene breeding over and over again, it kind of becomes a little more dominant. Yeah. And what it does is it replaces some of the hemoglobin with meth hemoglobin, which does not carry oxygen. So, their bodies turned blue or not turned blue. They were born blue because they didn't have as much oxygen. So pretty much the same reason somebody suffocating turns blue. 
And I've always wondered, like, you know, while reading about this, like, did they suffer from like muscular weakness or anything like that? Cause like whenever you work out and your muscles burn, it's cause like there's not enough oxygen getting to the muscle tissue. So if their blood isn't absorbing enough oxygen, I mean, I, I feel like they would just feel exhausted all the time. I mean, I would imagine it would depend on how uh, concentrated it was. So maybe like person to person basis or maybe day by day it might change. You know, I don't I'm not sure how that works, but I would imagine at least a little bit. I imagine you couldn't do very much physical activity. Yeah, I would think. I mean, yeah, they would. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting over here trying to quick Google it, but. The, um, it is weird that you say it like that. Cause I never, I guess I didn't give much thought to that. Cause I mean, technically they're born this way. So their body doesn't know a difference. I mean, yeah. So they basically adapt over time yeah. and that's why they're able to do it. So, I mean, I guess they wouldn't have that much weakness because they would just be used to it. Well, okay. Well, or would they be weak and just not realize it? Cause they've always been weak. Oh, maybe so. Yeah. But these guys had to live like, during what would have required them to live a strong life. I mean, we're talking about the family, the Fugat family. This all started back in the 1820s and 30s, which in in Troublesome Creek, Kentucky. So a lot of people, you know, might be thinking right now, wow, these people are really messed up in the head. Something's wrong, you know, inbreeding, you know, stuff like that like it sounds all bad now but in the 1820s and 30s especially in the hills of kentucky i'm not trying to stereotype them i'm saying it's probably a lot more common there there wasn't many people yeah and it i wouldn't i wouldn't say it was accepted because they were uh they were labeled as like freaks you know and yeah. people made fun of them and then as science kind of understood what was going on it was kind of like evidence that they were inbreeding, you know, so yeah. it became even more of an embarrassing thing for them. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not trying to give them a free pass. I'm just saying, I'm assuming the town that they came from is fairly small. Yeah. You know, that, I'm, I'm assuming back then, unlike today, where as soon as a kid turns 19, he wants to leave his nest and go off on his own. I figure back then they probably had like multiple generations of family under the same roof or at least on the same property. Right. So if, if you have, you know, multiple generations with cousins and second cousins all living on the same piece of property and there's literally no other people around, then unfortunately inbreeding is going to happen. Right. And especially if your family did it before you, it's not like uncommon to you growing up. Oh yeah, and it's, it's normal for them. <laughs> as terrible as that sounds, it's just standard life. But it does look like uh, it did cause significant health problems. Uh, having the potential lack of oxygen, it would cause hypoxia, respiratory distress and failure, and neurological problems, as well as death. So that's that's all issues associated with this disease. And from what I've read they actually didn't really suffer from like the neurological aspect of it. They were still sound of mind and yeah. fairly normal in that regard. They were just really blue. <laughs> yeah. So I guess of all the symptoms to get from this disease, I guess they did about as good as they could do. With it being something that's an inherited trait, it, at one point in a family of seven children that were born, 
only four of the seven actually got this condition. Oh so yeah, it, it's still not a hundred percent passed down. It it can skip around. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's just like I said, it's recessive genes. It almost never happens. It it, it just became more common here because of the inbreeding. Yeah, it just yeah. so happened that like two of them had the recessive gene and inbred. So yeah, but in the 1960s, um, they started doing tests on them. Uh, Doctor Madison Cowain. I'm not sure how to say that. Cowain. Not sure how he's how his name is pronounced. <laughs> but uh, they started conducting tests on uh, two few. Is it Fugate or Fugati? How are we saying their, their last name? <laughs> I think it's Fugate. Fugate. I like Fugati. <laughs> <laughs> that makes them Italian, I think. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they did some tests, and the doctor determined that if he treated them with an enzyme called diaphorase, he could fix the problem. Which So diaphorase is, I'm probably saying that wrong too, but it's an enzyme that's missing in the methoglobin Globinemia patient, and it converts methylglobin, methemoglobin into hemoglobin. All these big words, man. And they all say globin. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like um, a globe trotter. But basically, it's, it turns the cells that cannot carry oxygen into the cells that can carry oxygen. Is the the simple way of saying it. Mm. So it actually was able to turn them pink. Okay, so did they ever elaborate on pink, like like normal person pink, or still like a weird unnatural <laughs> color? I, I mean, I'm under the assumption it meant just regular pink, like white people. Yeah, that's and that's probably true, just because the blue tint came from just simply no oxygen in the blood. So right. once you have oxygen in the blood, then I guess you would turn a normal reddish pink. Yeah, they they had to take the medication daily, and it eventually resolved itself. And eventually it kind of, um, I guess it fixed itself some kind of way. And they ended up having the last recorded blue person in 1975, Benjamin Stacy. Um, he's a descendant of the Fugati family. Um, he was blue for about two weeks and then randomly uh, went back to normal. And he was the last one that was born blue in that family line. Wow. He did not carry on the family legacy. He turned back white. <laughs> no more Smurfs. <laughs> I wonder if that's where the Smurfs came from. It might be. Here's the thing. There's one female Smurf. That's... I mean, that that's inbreeding right there. Yeah. I'll say that. I mean, I guess the next generation would be forced to inbreed. So I guess the current generation, if it's just her, I mean, it wouldn't be inbred, but, you know. All her kids, if they want to continue the legacy. What if the Smurfs would turn white? Like they get the opposite when they inbreed. Yeah, if you choke a Smurf, do they turn white? <laughs> I don't know. I was I was looking at it, and oddly enough, if you rearrange the letters, Globin spells goblin, and they come from the <laughs> they they come from Kentucky. No, I was just I got off on a random tangent in my oh. head while you were talking. Yeah, so they like come the from Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, the Kentucky goblins, like we talked about, and then like that's all part of the uh, the Appalachians. So you got like the, the all the folklore of the Appalachian, and I just that's thought that was an odd uh, little thing. Yes, yeah, that's, that's an interesting interesting connection. Um, 
And there was another blue person, actually, that if you've heard of blue people, you may have heard of this guy because he's a little more recent. Um, but he was blue for a completely different reason. His name was Paul Carrison, and he was actually on Oprah. So you can actually look up an interview of him uh, talking to Oprah. Um, he died in 2013, so he's not around anymore. But uh, he took too much of a, um, I think it's a supplement called colloidal silver. And he eventually gave himself silver poisoning and that permanently turned his skin blue. And according to, I think it was Dr. Oz that was on Oprah uh, talking to him, that he basically tattooed himself. So his entire body was tattooed with the silver. Oh, so the silver just discolored his body permanently, yeah, essentially. Exactly. But See, and that's was, frustrating because every time I previously, like in my younger years, Google searched Kentucky Blue People, his picture would always show up. Yeah, and, and he's totally unrelated to that. Yeah. But it's it's interesting because he, he talks about in that interview, um, I think it was like a friend of his who was taking colloidal silver for something, which is a, it it is a supplement for, um, it's like an old world remedy for like antibacterial properties, that kind of thing. Yeah. But he thought of it as some kind of miracle thing. So he was just taking it and taking it and taking it. And then eventually he was like rubbing it on his skin and all that. And he was just <laughs> using it way too much. And Clearly. <laughs> and he said it, he didn't even notice it happening. And one day he just saw somebody and they were like, what's wrong with your skin? He said, nothing. That's how I always look. <laughs> No, and that makes sense because stuff like that happens so slowly over time that you probably don't perceive it happening. Yeah, exactly. But, and then suddenly one day someone's like, wow, dude, you're really blue. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's <laughs> how I've always looked. Yeah, I imagine it's kind of like when you gain weight, like you gain a little, few pounds here, you gain a few pounds there, and then suddenly you're fat. And it's like, where'd that come from? Yeah, it's just, it's like these small imperceptible changes every day. But you want to talk about Papa Smurf, this guy looks like Papa Smurf. He, he looks like Papa Smurf, yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if the hue on my screen was messed up. <laughs> no, no, that's what he looks like. Some pictures he looks dark blue, and some he almost looks like a like a plum color. Yeah, they, uh, they probably edit the pictures to make it more uh, drastic in some pictures. Yeah, you can't, you can't trust those uh, graphic designers. Yeah, the Photoshop. Dirty, dirty graphic designers. He was the first Violet turning Violet. <laughs> yeah, basically. But yeah, he seemed like a really cool guy. Um, you know, like like as as far as what I saw in the Oprah video, I think it, I'm not sure when that was. It looked like it was probably like late 90s, early 2000s. Does anyone care about Oprah anymore? Like, I feel like she's past her prime. I mean, I've never really cared about Oprah. But maybe it's just because... Maybe it's because I don't have cable. I didn't realize she still had a show. Does she? I'm asking. Oh, I don't know. I thought maybe she did since we were talking about her. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, now I'm on Google Earth going around Kentucky. I never realized they had so much mountainous terrain in Kentucky. Oh, yeah, man. That's yeah, where the hollers, the hollers come from. Yeah, I kind of thought it was uh, more like flat farmland, but I thought the same thing about Pennsylvania until I lived there. Yeah, I was trying to figure you live in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's nice up there. So it seems like Western Kentucky is this flat and boring, but Eastern oh, okay. Kentucky is a little better. Yeah, yeah. Eastern Kentucky I don't think would I've be the Kentucky. Um, oh, wow. I'm trying to think. 
I've driven through Kentucky, but more along the river. There you go. Here's a picture of him before and after. Before and after Photoshop. <laughs> he kind of looks like, um, what does that look like? I was going to say Bob Is Ross. That for real? Right. Is that really yeah. him before and after? Yeah, yeah. That's, what look, that's what you look like when you slowly poison yourself. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, damn. his hair was silver like my dad's. Yeah. Yeah, now your dad's hair looked better than his. Mm, true. Hopefully I get hair like that. I, I too hope that you're, you've got silver glory. I've never really driven through eastern Kentucky. I've driven from Cincinnati down to Louisville. Well, I take that back. I've driven down into Bowling Green before. Um, but yeah, that's really not the mountainous side. Yeah, we drove around Kentucky. Because when, probably, when we went from Pennsylvania, choice. we went to uh, Arkansas. But we went through like... Um, I think we drove through like Columbus, Ohio, Indianapolis. So we kind of just skirted around it. We're actually hoping to fly up to Kentucky maybe before the babies are born to go check out the the Ark exhibit, like the Noah's Ark replica. Oh, oh cool. They have yeah. one over there? Yeah, it's it's like, uh, I think it's in Williamstown, I think. It's like 45 minutes out of Cincinnati. Oh, neat. Yeah, Williamstown. It's to scale. It's it's pretty cool. Is it full of animals? Displays, not lies. Oh man, that would be cool. That, if it was that would be cool if they had like some kind of zoo. But I guess that would be hard on the animals to be. <laughs> yeah, two by two in a little room. <laughs> they were keeping his boat for your whole life. Oh, <laughs> thanks. As far as the Kentucky blue people go, we've pretty much dived into it. So it's it's a it's an interesting story, and that's why we've. You know, put it on the one of our new mini episodes of the Did You Know or what? Are, what are we calling it? Guess what I heard. Guess what, what I heard. heard. Guess what I heard. So you guys will get different little snippets of off-topic things. Some of them might be spooky. Some of them might not be. Uh, but the Guess What I Heard series is going to be one of our mini episodes. You will have the monster fights, uh, and, and then bodies. We in will the be introducing you. Yeah, Bodies in the Woods we'll be introducing in a, in a later one you'll hear in a couple of weeks. Um, let us know how you like these little mini episodes. The, they they help us to fill the gaps between the big ones so we can give you bigger and better big episodes and just give us more time to record those because those take a little more time to prep. But thank you for listening. Uh, like I said, let us know what you think. Send us in your stories. You can do voice clips. You could do write-ins, text-ins, video-ins. We'll we'll figure out how to get the the story out of there, and we'll let you uh, share it, or we can share it for you. Uh, you can find us on pretty much all social media now. We're on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. I don't know if we have a Twitter yet, but the yeah, we have Twitter. Okay, we got Twitter. Uh, the Discord, sorry for the Discord folks that are missing us. I, <laughs> most of my social media time, I, I check things during the day um, and I can't catch Discord at work for some reason. I have it blocked somehow. So Yeah, and I, I'll be honest, I, I don't look at Discord too much because I'm generally getting way too many uh, notifications, so I turn them off. I don't know how to work Discord. I, I'm I'm old. <laughs> That's the other downfall to my side is I'm a little lost on how to work it too but uh, reach out to us if you if you got a story though reach out and um, 
we're still working on figuring out how to do live interviews or if um if we can figure that out like we did with Joey on a few episodes back we'll get you in here on one of those if you if you'd like but we need your stories folks uh that's how we're going to hopefully fill the big episodes yeah we actually have a contest going on but it's probably going to be over by the time uh you guys listen to this um <laughs> But we may extend it if we don't get enough people submitting stories. So, uh, what kind of contest do we have? Well, we're gonna uh, send a T-shirt to whoever has the best story that sends it in. We've gotten a couple. Oh, have have we said this on another episode? And I just didn't no, listen we, to you. I don't think we announced it on there. It was something me and Brandy did on TikTok, and we made a video. Yeah, it was a TikTok. But uh, yeah, we got we got a couple of stories from that. Just not too many. Some good ones. Interesting. Um, but we just, we want to tempt people to send more stories. So we may extend it some more. Yeah. And you know, if we, uh, if y'all start showing us some love and really sending in those stories, you know, maybe I'll buy a, a cheap burner phone. Y'all can hit me up on the burner phone. Yeah, that'd be neat. I don't know what that means. Well, it's, so it's a cheap phone that you can make one phone call. I know what a and- fucking burner phone is, but what does that have to do with this podcast? Like a voicemail. <laughs> and then you have to break it off and break it in half. Yeah. What? No, I mean, yeah, you ha- what? Phone, no, you, you have to break it in half after you use it. Otherwise they can track you. Um, I think I think you're supposed to take the SIM out and then you tape it to your like under a shelf and paint over it. That way the police can't find it. I thought you left it on a Greyhound bus. I've always seen people just break it. I'm in not half a criminal guys. Oh. Anyways, I meant for you guys to leave me voicemails in case Y'all wanted to find other ways to get a stories in, but I'm not going to invest in that unless you guys start showing us some love on the stories. Send us your stories. Uh, or draw some pictures. Yeah. Draw us your favorite ghost encounter. I don't know. I like pictures. But anyway. We are slow. We are slowly growing. Though. I, I do track it on Spotify. I will look at the stats and... You know, our audience grows not by large leaps and bounds, but by a few here and there every day. So yeah, we we uh we get a few people new every. In fact, the the stories that we got from the contest or some uh some people I, I'm not even sure who they are. So it's it's yeah not, no, really the best stories we've ever seen, best stories yeah. in the world. So talk about us around the water cooler. Talk about us at the at the bar where all your odd friends are. If you listen, if any of them listen to podcasts, tell them about us. But thanks for listening, folks. See you on the next uh, full episode. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.